0: Hi, this is Ellie Fishman and welcome to our November 22 US quiz. It's hard to believe we're in November already. RSNA is around the corner. Well, with that, let's get started. In this child with cough, the most likely diagnosis is, when you look at the images, first of all, you see a prominent thymus, but that's normal for age. This child was in the single digits, probably about seven years of age. But then you see what looks like adenopathy surrounding the trachea and the tracheal bifurcation. So I'm thinking of infectious disease. I'm thinking TB, I'm thinking histoplasmosis. This is not gonna be lymphoma in all likelihood based on its pattern. Relapsing polychondritis is thickening of the airway. This is extra uh, trachea and bronchi involving them secondarily. So it's not relapsing polychondritis. It's not a vasculitis, it's infectious. The most likely, you can see the uh, nodes, you can see some faint calcifications. If TB was there, it would be hard not to say it was TB, but with histoplasmosis being the only thing present, this was a great case of histoplasmosis. The most likely diagnosis in this teenager is, well, when I say teenager, spends the answer without looking at the images. Now let me look at the images. The patient has a solid mass in the head of the pancreas with a discrete central calcification. I guess cirrhosis adenomas are wonderful for central calcifications, particularly stellate calcifications, but this isn't cystic, it's solid. Also cirrhosis adenomas are age 70, MCNs are cystic in the 40s, female, and neuroendocrine tumors commonly calcify, but they're typically vascular and rarely occur in younger patients. This is a classic example of a spend tumor. The most likely diagnosis in this case, well, what do I see? I see a large mass involving or extending near the left kidney and its fatty attenuation. This is surely not mesenteric paniculitis, which causes increased density in the mesentery, but this is renal or perirenal. It's not an omental infarct, which is soft tissue density, not fat density. So you could say a liposarcoma, and that would be a really good thought. Large fatty tumor infiltrating, extending near the kidney. However, when you had all of the images, I know it's a tough case when you only have two images. This was actually an exophytic are, renal mass. Let me rephrase that, exophytic left renal mass. This was a giant angiomyolipoma of the kidney. I will admit sometimes myolipomas of the kidney and the adrenal gland can be difficult diagnosis, but especially in the kidney, when they're super large like this case, and they seem to be abutting rather than arising from, they can be more of a challenge. But I will admit if I gave you another 3000 images, you probably would have a lot easier time making the diagnosis. The most likely diagnosis in this case, well, what do I see? I see infiltration of the pancreas That could be lymphoma but that also could be cancer but there's no dilated duct it's more like infiltration and so it could be pancreatitis classic acute pancreatitis but also could be ig4 pancreatitis but then you look and you say what about those kidneys patchy enhancement bilaterally now then you say well maybe it's acute polyonephritis that gives you patchy enhancement But here there's no stranding around the kidneys. The kidneys are not enlarged. Findings you typically see with infection. And so now you give me an enlarged pancreas plus patchy enhancement in the kidneys. The diagnosis is IgG4 disease. Autoimmune pancreatitis is the best diagnosis. One of the helpful findings when you're looking or thinking autoimmune pancreatitis is to always look at the kidneys. It also helps to look at the common duct, but the kidneys are really where the money's at. In this patient with a GI bleed, the best diagnosis is, now this is a really unfair case. What I'm showing you here on the axials and on the cinematic rendering 3D views is diffuse infiltration of the antrum with an ulcer. So lymphoma usually is bulkier. Gastritis, I'm worried that it's more than gastritis, but it could be bare gastritis. It could be gastric adenocarcinoma, and in fact, it is gastric adenocarcinoma, but there's an ulcer here. So the best diagnosis is gastric antral ulcer uh, and antral cancer. So again, it's a little bit tricky. It's one of those cases where uh, I'm going to give you a credit for B as well. In this patient with, with abdominal pain and a history of breast cancer, the best diagnosis Well, you see ascites, that's a bad sign. And then you see diffuse thickening of the stomach and you see it on the axial, but particularly on the coronal view. That's a very, very classic pattern of linitis plastica in a patient with breast cancer. Diffuse gastric infiltration. Lymphoma is bulkier and typically doesn't have ascites. This looks more than gastritis based on the infiltration and Crohn's disease can involve the stomach, but in reality, this appearance with ascites and the history of breast cancer really tells me what the answer is going to be, Why Linatus Plastica. In this patient with right upper quadrant pain, the most likely diagnosis is, well, you see a large mass. And then when you look carefully in the coronal view, the mass is above the kidney. The kidney is normal. So this is an adrenal mass. You could think about a liver mass, but the interface is to the liver, not part of the liver. When you look higher, you can see IVC involvement. Lymphoma typically does not give you a large cystic and solid mass in the region of the adrenal gland. You can get masses and nodes, but everything is by the adrenal. So it's not lymphoma. It's surely not hepatoma or renal cell carcinoma. This is a beautiful example of a primary adrenal cortical cortical carcinoma, which invades the IVC. Now with adrenal cortical carcinoma, IVC involvement is indeed very common we look at the extent of involvement here it's only intrapatic in this patient with acute back pain the best diagnosis is well what am i looking at i see the adrenals are both slightly enlarged but they're very fuzzy particularly the left adrenal on the image on the right side lymphoma gives you bulky adrenal glands so it's not that this is not adrenal hyperplasia, though the adrenals are thickened. The reason I'm saying it's not hyperplasia, because surely you could think of that, but it's the haziness around the adrenal. With hyperplasia, the limbs are enlarged, but there's no haziness. Acute infection is a possibility, and infection can be bilateral, but usually the adrenals are larger. In this case, acute back pain. This is adrenal hemorrhage due to a patient with acumenin. The adrenals often are oval when you have bleeds, but early on, you can see just the limbs become edematous and you see the stranding around the adrenal. With bilateral adrenal hemorrhage like this patient, you're worried about Addisonian crisis. So very important to check the patient's hormonal levels. In this patient with weight loss and back pain, what's the best diagnosis? Well, there's a large infiltrating process involving the left kidney and pararenal space. There's also involvement extending up by the pancreas, by the left adrenal in the stomach, this tumor by the right kidney as well, very extensive abdominal infiltration. It doesn't really look like renal cell because so much of the tumor is outside the kidney. Doesn't look like renal cell with nodes. It's surely not an adrenal carcinoma, though the left adrenal probably is involved. It's not simply a bleed with the extent and infiltration. But this was B-cell lymphoma, involving the left kidney, left adrenal, peri and pararenal space, extending down to involve the right kidney, and extending down to the right lower quadrant and left upper quadrant, a really very nice example. In this patient with GI bleed, the least likely diagnosis is, this is a great case. What you see is diffuse thickening of small bowel in the left lower quadrant. And what could this be? Well, it could be adenocarcinoma with infiltration. It could be lymphoma infiltration. That's a possibility. But it also could be a bleed in the bowel, right? Now, I asked you, what's the least likely diagnosis? Well, gist tumors tend to be exophytic and bulky, or even when they're small focal and vascular, they're not infiltrating. So the least likely diagnosis in this case is a small bowel gist tumor. And just to let you know that this, in fact, was small bowel bleed due to cuminin. Well, that's the 10 cases. I hope you got them right. I hope you learned something, and I hope November is a great month. So with that, have a great day.